The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I was suggesting that Kevin Backhurst, uh, the incoming director general, you know, was doing what a lot of people to do. And he was kind of cherry picking a few things from the RT schedule to try and create a narrative that they are amazing when it comes to public service broadcasting. And they do a very good job some of the time when it comes to public service broadcasting. But they also have an entertainment page on their website that is partly funded through money, uh, public money, uh, that is telling me what former TOWIE stars are expecting babies. And today they've got repeats of Shorten Street and Holby City and Doctors and any other soap opera you can think of off the top of your head, as well as Dr. Phil and Oprah and Kelly Clarkson and all these other talk shows from the States all through the day. So, I mean, it is, it is not fair to say, it is not true to say that all they do is public service broadcasting. There's an awful lot of rubbish as well uh, on the station. And maybe people are happy with that rubbish. But I mean, I think there are others who would like in a reformed RTE, a revolutionised RTE to see an awful lot of that wheat removed from the chaff um, or rather that chaff removed from the wheat. Anyway, 087-1400-106. Uh, Billy, I, ho- I hope that has answered your question. Like I say, Laker Gale, morning, noon and night. 087-1400-106, uh, the uh, number. We did hear from Kevin Backhurst a little bit earlier uh, through Barry White, our chief reporter, uh, who was at that press conference uh, earlier. Um, uh, you know, you've, you've heard mention of it at this stage, what he talked about, uh, selling 2FM not necessarily off the table. He's not sure about salary caps, whether that is the right way uh, to go. Wouldn't rule them out, wouldn't rule out as well. Uh, um, abolishing uh, uh, the notion of negotiating with agents for people who work in news and current affairs, but again, couldn't uh, make a definite decision uh, yet, as of yet. The one definite decision he has made is uh, getting rid of the executive board as currently constituted. Kieran Mulvey is a former Director General of the Workplace Relations Commission and he's with me now. Uh, so Kieran, in, in terms of concrete decisions, starting at the top is what Kevin Backhurst seems to be doing. Is it an approach you would agree with? Well, to a large degree I would because... Um, <laughs> whether we like it or not, and whether people uh, subscribe to it, RT is in a state of crisis. It's the national public broadcaster, and the last two to three weeks has been one chronicle of misstep after the other, if not considerable risky practices, as I would see them in terms of their employment and in terms of what they conducted in corporate governance. I've been on a number of state boards, and the issue of corporate governance is paramount. They must have accountability of the executive to the statutory board, and that doesn't seem to have happened. And as a result, the consequences of that now is considerable staff, uh, to describe it, discomfort or anger, but also a lack of confidence of the government in the way the national broadcaster is operating. And then thirdly, I think very serious issues now arise in terms of future negotiation with staff, employment rights, contractual considerations of all types of contracts and employees in RT. And then there's the usual problems around GDPR mm. constraints and considerations. So he has to address a plethora of issues and he needs to be very cautious as to how he does that. Can you explain then maybe to us... Um uh, uh, particularly those of us who wouldn't have the experience of yourself of of, of uh, operating at board level, why there was two boards in RTE? Well, 
I find that very difficult to understand because, number one, it creates confusion that there's a statutory board and then there's an executive board. Most organizations would have what I call a senior management team who would report into the board at appropriate intervals, collectively or individually, and their role would be clearly to address some operational issues that arise. Boards usually deal with policy and uh, with governance, with audit and risk, and with financial oversight. But um, it would appear to me that over the years, the executive board has grown into a parallel executive authority Mm. within RTE. That doesn't uh, allow or, let me say, Uh, excuse the board for not having asked all the hard issues over the years as to what may have been happening internally within the organization. I find the fact that they say they had no role in uh, contractor pay or presenter pay a bit hard to understand given it was the matter of public discourse Mm. debate over many years including in your own station and in the print media. So one would have to ask, one would have feel that members of the board would have asked a number of questions regarding how that has been done and how that level of remuneration compares to uh, comparatives internally, but also the fact that some of these um, payments and remuneration, uh, they may have been deserved in a particular milieu, but contrasting that with the wider public service, there are no levels of pay of a significance similar to those that I understand within other public service organisations. So, what, what, given that, as you describe it, that the plethora of issues that he has to deal with, what does he need to be careful of? In terms of, I, I, I guess there's kind of certain processes that have to be worked through. People would love uh, Kevin Backhurst to be making kind of a huge slew of announcements today about changes and revolution um, and radical redesign in RTE, that is probably impractical, is it? It is indeed, and it has to be very careful. He's under a lot of pressure to act very quickly and probably very radically, but he has to be careful about hostages to fortune. He needs to be careful, number one, there's an expectation of him to deliver on a number of fronts as rapidly as possible, but he also needs to be aware he has to run the organisation from a commercial point of view, apart from the person management of the organization. But, you know, there's no point making promises that can't be delivered or then subsequently get caught up in um, what one would say employment rights issues, but confidentiality or these things are commercially sensitive. Like there was this very strong reaction to that over the last number of weeks at the various Oireachtas committees. So if he's not able to deliver on transparency, That will be the really first test, and some of that he will have difficulties with because of the commercial sensitivities, the legal issues that might arise, the employment rights issues that arise, GDPR. So there will be a number of constraints upon him. So he needs, I would say, to guide himself and with the advice of whatever leadership team he has that he doesn't overpromise and then failed to deliver. Uh, when, you, when you talk about kind of, I guess that you're right, there's been a, a huge degree of focus on the executive board and, and questions do need to be asked of, 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 um, uh, of the, the management board as well and the questions they didn't ask. Are, are there similar questions that should and could be put to government? I mean, there's plenty of politicians taking, taking glee and kicking RTE at the moment. Should some of them have been asking harder questions? 
Well, to a large degree, uh, I've appeared before public accounts committees and the media committee and got a kick in myself <laughs> over the FAI and other things. So I'm familiar with uh, what may happen. But I think in the context of, of RTE, it promotes itself as the national broadcaster. It promotes itself over a serious a series of media outlets. It is a very, what I would say, it's almost cross cross-fertilizes and cross-advertises itself. So they've put themselves into that pedestal, and obviously people who put themselves or organizations pedestal, there's a bit of hubris on that. And secondly, I think the politicians themselves have got some kicking over the year from various uh, presenters or commentators, journalists and RTs. So there's probably a little bit of payback going on. Mm. Uh, in regard to that, but also I think, in a sense, all committees can only deal largely with what the, what's said to them, yeah, or what's presented to them. I mean, I've been a victim myself of taking people at face value in terms of what they said to me over the years, and then you find out later, well, that wasn't exactly or entirely true, and then you say, well, you know, maybe I should have asked a harder question at the time. But I think in this regard. Um, The issue for politicians going forward is, number one, that RTE is returned to a proper governance structure, if ever it had one. But secondly, there is a very existential problem that's been there now for the last 12 months, if not for longer. And when I say the 12 months, the future media report, how is RTE to be funded and what is the appropriate level of funding? And is that funding purely for public service broadcasting? And all their other activities of commerciality is done by a sub-board, sub-board yeah. or... Uh, or, got, or gotten rid of altogether? Co- yeah. Well, I, you know, no, I, I think RTE does. There are certain commercial realities around sport uh, about um, buying in. And I heard you earlier talking about, and we're all fed up of it, of tired old replays of everything brought in from mm. abroad. But it does it does have access uh, to the original Broadcast Authority of Ireland funding for Irish developed programs. I mean, I'd have to say quite a lot that has been done over the century. A commemoration, though, the centenary, a lot of issues. They've commissioned great drama. TG Carr has been very good at that. But then you do have to ask, like, does RT sit well with 2FM? Uh, does RTE sit well with joint ventures? Does RTE sit well with uh, undertaking commercial activities, as we've seen in the toy show, which might have been a good idea given the rationale about all the uh, productions coming to Borgard Energy mm. from the UK and otherwise? But obviously it wasn't thought out. There was buy- no buy-in to it. Uh, unfortunately for them, that didn't work out and it has had... Uh, an effect, but yeah. I think at this stage, what the public are seeking for, and probably the government, and maybe people internally in RST, should we return and stick to the last at what we're good at? And, you know, take time out, take uh, time to consider what do the Irish public want? And what they want is good productions, good news programs, good reporting, good international news good coverage of cultural sporting events yeah. and good drama well, uh, that reflects I... our own culture 
and our own yeah. uh, acting force and our own production and drama. There's plenty of opportunities. Look, yeah. <laughs> look at all the air stars appearing in the Academy Awards this year. Exactly. And, well, listen, we, we, and everything else. We, we've managed to mention sport a few times there without detonating the GEA Go hand grenade. We might leave that discussion for another day. Kieran, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Kieran Mulvey is a former Director General of the Workplace Relations Commission. Neve Smith is a Fianna Fáil TD. She's chair of one of those committees that Kieran mentioned, the Oireachtas Media Committee. Uh, so, Neve, uh, understandably today, the focus Kevin Backhurst and 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 what he has been saying tomorrow, the focus will be very much on on Ryan Tuberty and his agent Noel Kelly. They're going to be before your committee and the Public Accounts Committee. So, what questions will you be seeking answers to? Good afternoon, Kieran, to you and your listeners. Yeah, tomorrow is a key day, I suppose, in tr- terms of trying to piece this jigsaw together. And um, it ha- we're, we're going to hear from the voices that have been, to this point, silent in all the discussion and, and debate that's happened over the last two weeks. I mean, Mr. Tuberty and Mr. Kelly have been spoken about quite a bit in all of our deliberations with the executive. And um, I suppose the key question that we haven't been able to answer is who... Um, came up with the mechanism, I suppose, for the secret payments, who decided upon doing doing business in this way. Um, and uh, more importantly, maybe why Mr. Tuberty, knowing well what the, the figure was that was disclosed to the public, um, was, what wasn't was accurate uh, compared to the take-home pay of the presenter. So I suppose they will be the key questions that myself and my colleagues will have tomorrow in trying to, I suppose, fill in the blanks in, in what we've heard mm. so far. Uh, Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly are going to have their solicitors with them. Mm-hmm. How do you interpret that? Well, I suppose we have to remember that uh, ultimately Ryan Tuberty or Noel Kelly don't have to come before the committee. They're coming voluntary. Um, I'm sure they've had their legal teams engaged from the very start and get-go of this um crisis that has unfolded um, in their relationship with RT. I suppose it's, it's a new uh, departure for me as chair of this committee. I've never seen uh, correspondence come on behalf of witnesses from a legal entity before. Am I surprised? Probably not. Um, would I ho- would I hope that we can still have a, a, a robust discussion tomorrow? Yes, I would, because I think that Mr. Tobody will know well that this is his one opportunity to speak not just to the committee but to the public mm. as to um, a- about these payments. About I suppose that misconception was out there that he ha- was taking a pay cut the same as all of his colleagues. When in actual fact, he was taking a much lesser pay cut. Um, all of those kind of things. So I think tomorrow is very, very important for Mr. Toberty himself um, in terms of what the future holds for him as a presenter and an entertainer um, who has been um, undoubtedly one of the biggest stars in broadcasting in this country. And of course, for Mr. Kelly, he is not just a contractor for Ryan Toberty, he's a a contractor for many other stars with an RT and possibly other um, news outlets as as well. So I am sure it's a day that they'll want to, to go well and that they will want to cooperate as as fully as possible with the committee in any line of question that may come their way. Yeah, well, listen, you're right. They have been talked an awful lot uh, about and they deserve to have their say and, and tell us their side of the story. We have been waiting for it, I think, 18 days now and counting. and We still don't know the answers to the, the very first questions that were asked, which is the question you say you want answered tomorrow. Uh, who came up with this mechanism for payment uh, and who knew about it in terms of Ryan Tuberty, Noel Kelly and the uh, executive board in RTE and when and 
who sanctioned it. Uh, Neve, uh, we will look forward uh, to both of those um, committee meetings uh, tomorrow. Neve Smith is chair of the Oireachtas Media Committee. And if you go to newstalk.com tomorrow from 11 o'clock, there's going to be a live coverage. And I mentioned Kevin Backers. He's going to be joining me here in studio as well at five o'clock uh, tomorrow. Uh, so plenty more still to run in this story. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.